I remember when I was dating my wife, and especially after I asked her to marry me, I was at their house seven days a week. And the grandmother, she said, you might as well marry me. You live here. You know, uh, you want to be around somebody you love. I hope none of you love your spouse more than you love the Lord. My wife knew that. She accepted that and had no problem with that. Jesus came first in our life, in my house. You want to protect your faith? Jesus got to be first. Mark. 11th chapter as we look at the 22nd verse very small verse and Jesus answered saith unto them have faith in God he didn't say pray and ask God for faith He said, have faith in God. You have to lay hold on faith. You got to take it. You got to possess it. Have is to lay hold on a thing, possess, own, to hold, to have, or to hold in hand. I have faith in God. I lay hold of the faith of God. I possess it and I hold it in my hand and in my heart. Have faith in God. People say today, you got to have faith. Wrong. You need to have faith in God. You don't. Got to. Oh, you can live without faith. You're going to be miserable if you're saved. We practice faith every time we get in our car. Every time we try to get ready to watch a ball game, we got faith that the TV is going to work. Got faith our car is going to take us home. Have faith in God. You walk by faith in God. We practice faith. Harold and I, he was telling me about that young man that got killed when the tar, part of the tar came off at 18 Wheeler. I don't think it had anything to do with anybody's driving as far as I know. New tires blow out. Take all the vaccine shots you want to, you still get sick. But faith in God is something that never changes. 
is there is a spiritual insurance. When something happened, I have faith in God that he's going to lead me through it. He's going to give me grace to take whatever comes my way day by day. Sometimes it's hour by hour. Sometimes it's minute by minute. God has never came to me and said, Tony, you're good for the week. But, you know, that's the way a lot of people do. They come to church, and that's the only... God isn't important. God's never brought up. God's never brought up at the dinner table. They... They eat, you know, well, I bought it, my wife cooked it, why should I thank God for it? Have you ever lived with somebody that depended on an oxygen machine to breathe? Hmm? They got faith. My wife had faith. Some of you have faith in those medical machines. I got faith that when I'd leave here here in a few minutes and go home, my car's gonna take me from here to home. We have faith in everything that man makes, because if it don't work, we can take it back. But do we have faith in grace? For by grace are we saved through faith. Not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Amen. You can't work for it, you can't earn it, you can't share it. Your children are not saved because you are. And nothing. Nothing is as important for a family than to be in a church where the word of God is preached. You walk by faith. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. Second Corinthians chapter five and verse seven knows what God says. He says here, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Do we? We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. I've got faith if my heart stopped beating today and I leave this earth that I'm going to be with Jesus Christ in an instant. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. I've got faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. Not in my lifestyle. Not because I've preached for over 50 some years. Not because I love the Lord and I want to please Him. I'm, I know I'm going to heaven because He saved me. Amen. He granted me repentance. He granted me faith. And when I don't serve him, he lets me know. I'm amazed at Christians who are unfaithful, do whatever they want to, but yet it don't bother them at all. 
No, God said fear is the beginning of knowledge. <coughs> Faith in God is our victory. First John chapter five, verse four. First John chapter five and verse four. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Let's look at that verse a minute. You haven't overcame the world. How do you know you're saved? God said what? What did God say? For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. Faith. The just shall live by faith, according to Galatians 3.11. Notice. The just shall live by faith. You know who the just are? Those that are saved. Do you live by faith? What happens to people talk about doing it by faith and leave out the faith in God? In Mark, chapter 11, verse 22, was our text verse. Have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith works by the God kind of love. You know what God kind of love is? He loved me, and I had nothing to offer him. There was nothing inside of me. There was no ability in me whatsoever. But God loved me anyway. In the book of Galatians, you know, when we see here what God is talking to, and he says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, he said, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Have you ever had somebody to said, would you come over and uh, talk to me about something? I have a lot of confidence in your ability and belief and, you know, so forth and so on. And this young couple asked me to come over to talk to them, and they were going to buy a, a brand-new car. 
And uh, she looked at me and she said, Brother Vance, if everything goes well, we can pay for it. I said, I wonder what month you're going to lose it. She said, what? What month are you going to lose it? Because if you think you're going to buy a new car, run it for five or six years, and everything goes good for that five or six years, you're dreaming. It won't happen. Wasn't meant to happen. Have faith. God said, Galatians 5, 2, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. There are people that think that they do something spiritual, you know. If I be baptized, if I join this church, you know, God is obligated now to take care of me. Really? Faith in God is... What he's talking about, I take my life, I lay it at the foot of Jesus, and he gives me instructions how to live my life. But that's not the way this younger generation has been brought up. And you know what tires me up? Parents are going bankruptcy to take care of their children's wants. He said, that's none of your business. You're absolutely right. But you cannot serve God with a joyful heart when you don't know whether the electric bill is going to be paid. Because when things get rough, and they will, and they are. If any of y'all think that things are going to get better in the next few years, I don't know what you've been smoking. It's not. The Bible says right before the Lord comes back. Now, I couldn't sleep last night. It was somewhere around 2 or 2.30 before I finally dozed off. But I got interested in that red heifer. That red heifer is one of the great signs that look up. Your redemption draws now. And then a guy made say to me, or one of you may be thinking, but the temple's got to be built. Yeah. They already started on it. All of these signs are right before our eyes, and, well, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. Well, it... I'm more interested in my grandchildren and my children being saved and active in church 
than I am whether they live in a $250,000 house and drive a Cadillac. Protecting our faith. My granddaughter asked me, said, Papa, is there anything more important to you than faith? I said, no. I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to say, well, let me figure this one out. No, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if you're not pleasing God, how do you think he's going to bless you? It's, that's good preaching. We got to please the one who blesses us. And you can't do that unless you're saved. Step two. You can't do that unless you're saved and in his will, at least part time. Verse 3 of Galatians 5 says, For I testify again to every man that is circumcision that he is a debtor to do the whole law. In other words, if you're going to do part of the law and that makes you feel like you're all right in your relationship with God, but yet the Bible says if we break one little point of the law, we're guilty of all. And I'll confess, there are some days I don't love Jesus Christ with all my heart, body, and soul. He says, shame on you. Yes, it's shame on me. I'm just being honest. And God is not going to bless us until we get honest. We need to be honest with him. Honest with him. God said in verse 4, Christ has become of non-effect, no effect, Unto you, whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. I don't come to church three times a week to, so I'll be saved. I don't read my Bible and study my Bible so I can stay saved. Me and Donald used to sing a song, Brother Bobby played for us. I can't even walk without him holding my hand. It's still there. I can't even walk. I can't even walk without him holding my hand. God said in verse 5 of Galatians 5, 5, for we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of the righteousness by faith. I live day by day. Unless I lose my mind, I've never once thought about suicide. I've never once thought about getting out of the ministry because of whatever. God put me in the ministry. He'll keep me there as long as he wants me. God saved me. He'll save me forever. God will use anybody that wants to be used. But you know, the problem with us Baptists, we want to be leaders. Everybody, you can't have everybody to leader. But God puts those in the church to edify the body. 
They don't have faith in God. They have faith in the law. And without faith in God, the anointed ones are and is anointing will profit you nothing. See, we need to protect our faith. This is what this is all about. We need to protect our faith. Faith in God is what excesses, activates the anointed one, and his anointing in your life produces results. You ever have somebody ask you, any of you, how come I have trouble praying? It's hard to pray if your body is not in contact with God. It's hard to pray if your mind is somewhere else. If you could get in your heart and mind, but let's start with the mind. What a privilege it is. You know. You know. It's a guy from... Carlisle that went to some mart somewhere and he came back and it was in the little local paper, you know, that he said, I was so blessed, I'd, I'd got to shake hands with the president. Now, I bring this up because I talked to this same man and I tried to lead him to Jesus Christ and he said, I don't need no Jesus Christ. But he's blessed because he shook hands with the president. I've only had two presidents personally, Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan. All the rest of them you put in a bucket and send down Mississippi. They've been make-believe. But see, this country, as long as they've got somebody that will give them something, And you know how close religion and politics are? When God stops blessing you, you stop serving God. I thought, sure, I'd got one little bitty amen out there. Don't we get excited when God blesses us? My daughter had surgery. Andrea will go into the hospital. She'll have surgery. We've already thanked God for what he's going to do for her. And we'll say, hey, God is good. Is he good when, we, when he answers prayer? Is he good when he gives us a job? Is he good when he does that? Does he always got to be given? Why can't we just thank God that we have a place to worship? And if you're thankful for this house, you want it to have the very best that the people can have. See, I've already been that other side. When we started at Hebron, I was working at IBM. I would drive from Georgetown down to Hebron to start a fire 
in the stoves on Wednesday so we could have service. Preaching one time, and I had a door right above, and, and everybody started hollering, and I looked up, and there a big old snake coming down. Hey, that snake is in the house of God. He ain't no bother you. God doesn't always give us the best. But then, a few weeks ago, you said, you're rambling. I'm preaching. A few weeks ago, we went down to Lawrenceburg, Brother Tom and I, and they celebrated 50 years of Brother George being a pastor. You know who's, who started that work? We started that work. Me and my wife, Tom and his wife, and we used to say, Miss it impossible. 50-some years later, there's a sound Baptist church. You know why I say that? God blesses faithfulness. He doesn't need your ability. He can raise this. I can reach over to smell these flyers, and they can smell so like fresh flyers. God can do that if he wants to. God can take my heart that gives me trouble sometimes and he can just thank it and I'm okay. It's such a kind of God we serve. Let me go one step further. It's such a kind of God we want to serve. Because that's the kind of God that's in the word of God. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Always attest love to faith because without love, faith can't function. That's a good quote, ain't it? I wish it was mine that came from A.W. Pink. But I love it. Always attest love to faith because without love, faith can't function. You know why? Faith is a gift of God. God is love. Not that God loves. He is love. First John 5, 4, you know, talks about that whatsoever is born of God overcome the world. This is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, which works by love. When I was sick, I was born. So Sue and Judy can re- remember, they had their, but man, I had a earache that seemed like every day. We had a old stove and, and mom would get up and put that rag on top of that stove and get it real hot and put it to my ear. And it helped and she'd get up and do it again until my earache was gone. You know what caused her to do that? Love for that child. 
Now these teenagers go out here and get a child and throw it in the river. Homes without love, churches without love, a nation without love can't survive, church. When you leave and, you know, and I always say, you know, when you leave, look around. Make sure there's no paper in the seat and no paper in the floor, you know. If you've got the chewing gun, keep it in your mouth. Don't put it under the seat. Those little simple things. You know why they're important? Would you do it in your house? Would you take your gum out and put it under your recliner? These are just simple things. See, love motivates us. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, that is, which works by love, is impossible to please God. I have faith in God because I love God. And I'll just use these two men. They're sitting on the second row. They're afraid to get on the front row but just sitting on the second row, I don't think I could ask either one of them, and really any man in this house or any woman in this house, I could ask you, can you do this for me? And if you had the ability, you would do it. Even though you may not love the way I handle everything, you know I'm a called man of God to preach the Lord. You know I love you. You know I love the church. And love will motivate you. Do you believe Christ loves you? Christ loves me more than all y'all put together. He is love. Not that he loves, he is love. Hebrews 11, 1 said, Now faith... It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But I didn't, didn't put it in this verse. I wrote it out. I said, now faith, which works by love, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, love is the motivating power in that faith. I've got faith in God because I love God. Mark 9, 23, you know, if I can believe, that is, which works by love. I don't believe somebody, you know, when, <laughs> and I'll get, to get better, you know, one of these days I'll be able to preach a sermon without mentioning my wife, but I, I believe that my wife loved me so much that if I told her something that she believed it. But if she catch me in a lie, man, it'd take a long time to build it back up. How many of us, how many Baptists in this nation is, is lying to God, lying to their pastor, lying to their family, 
lying to herself. Faith works by this. I only do what the Father shows me to do and say what the Father tells me to say. That's what makes faith work because that is what love is, doing what the Father tells us to do. John 14, 21. John, the 14th chapter and the 21st. And he that hath my commandments. Are you there? Oh, it's a good verse. He that hath my commandments and keep them. He it is that love me. And he that love me shall be love of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. How important is love? He that hath my commandments and keepeth them. He it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. I don't know where people get Jesus loves everybody. No, he doesn't. You ever heard of the two brothers, Jacob and Esau? Oh, that was just a special thing. No, it's not. The more you love God, the more he loves you. Because you love through him. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't love at all. We use that word love so loosely. You know. I don't know what my daughter two daughters did. I don't know what my granddaughter did. I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I just, because I love them so much, I think the best, you know. But that's the oldest old trick in the book. If you love me, give me something that don't belong to you. Hmm? And that's what's going on. If you love me, give me something that don't belong to you. And when a preacher preaches on it, you know, he doesn't stop preaching. He, he stopped preaching about five minutes after he started. And it was a lecture more than that. I believe a lot of lectures need to be preached. The opposite of love disables faith, strife, division, unforgiveness, being critical, or faith killers. And when I see a young person saved, I don't watch and see how many times they're going to mess up because they will mess up. If you know something's going to happen, you're prepared for it. You know, you don't go, oh, they're going to mess up. The question is, are you going to be there to pick them up? Amen. And you better have a limit times how many times you're going to pick them up. 
You know what God does? Not everybody agrees with him. That's fine. I believe, I believe God gives us opportunity to make things right. But God has a limit. You know what God does after that limit? He takes you home. Call it a premature death. It's not a premature. It's just a preacher's term. He's appointed that a man wants to die. God knows the date, the hour, the second. But he'll be long-suffering with me. He'll be long-suffering with you, church. He's been long-suffering with this church. If you was a lost person, we're going to close with this. If you was a lost person, what would draw you to Amron Road? I won't ask you to write down 10. I'll just ask you to write down one. Put it on the paper and give it to me. There ain't nothing in a sound Baptist church that would draw people. So what does man do? He gives them something to draw them in, you know, like throwing out a fishing line with nothing on it. You think that fish will grab that day? No. You put a big old juicy worm, throw it out, and you may get him. I asked a friend, and I'll close with this, and I won't tell the tale in the name, too, because I don't like to talk about it. I know some of you probably find that hard to believe, but I can't talk about very, very many churches in Harrison County because there's not very many here. Everybody get that? You're not a church unless you've got the right foundation. You're not a church unless the Lord gave you commission. I mean, you know, that church, if I decide to go over there after the wedding and preach that Sunday, it's not a church. But they got a Baptist name on the building, they do. They got people that are Baptists. But when you take alien immersion, you know what happens to the spirit? He's out. He said, I never heard that before. Well, invite me over for dinner. I, I talk better when I got full stomach. I'll show you from the word of God. See, we are an entertainment people now. We've got to be entertained. Remember, we used to have the youth meetings, get together and have a Bible study and, and a meal, and we plan our trips. And 
Try to see how that Bible study will work and you leave out everything else. But when you're saved and you're where God wants you at, as long as, as long as that man, whoever he is, behind that pulpit is preaching the word of God, you will come. Song leader and pianist, come. 